0: And now,
1: weighing in, out of the blue
0: corner, John LaPong. Thompson. 100%. And on the other side, he weighs in from the red
1: corner, Big John
0: McCarthy. Nice. Well, hello to everyone on this fantastic day. We had big fights. We're going to talk about those. There was the PFL, the UFC. We got Usyk against Dubois. All kinds of things to talk about. Other things going on in... The combat sports world that we're going to touch on also, because you can see that my man Josh Thompson has his thinking cap on and is ready to just delve into all of the action and all the things going on. John, what's up, my man? John,
1: I, the <laughs> only thinking that I have and the only question that I have is that what every other fan is listening to this show—they want to know—are you going to I shut that damn bug zapper off? I show? will not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, is it, I love that. Is line. it
0: officially off? It's officially It's officially off. off. Uh, I'd like. I'd love to turn it back on. The off. fifty
1: thousand listeners <laughs> plus that are listening. Are, they, actually, there's a couple hundred thousand on the <laughs> audio platforms. We want to thank you guys for continuing to support us. They are also very grateful for this, for it to be shut off today. Thank
2: you. The John. real question. The real question is: Is it off, or did you kill all the
0: bugs? <laughs> No, <laughs> you know it's 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 nonstop around here. So, so I will uh, never kill all the bugs. I know a lot of <laughs> people. Tennessee. I
1: know a lot of people in the comments were fucking around, going, "Hey, he killed like six hundred, you know, five hundred, whatever it was." Somebody actually, it was genocide. somebody actually counted, said one hundred sixty-three was the real number. <laughs> oh, dude, somebody I'm listened happy. to the show <laughs> and like uh, and that they were just counting. Okay. went back. And all right, yeah, now,
0: but you got to really think about this. <clears throat> I don't mean to put that person down, and I appreciate your excellence in counting that far but how boring is your life (laughs) that's what you're doing man yeah
1: but hey you know what i got a lot of love for you guys man because you guys make it fun in the comments when i'm reading them and someone says actually i did count it and it was 163 is the real number i was like dude you're the man you're the man Damn. (laughs) maybe it was a woman i didn't read the name i was like just read the comment but hey whatever man um you know there was something else i want to talk about real quick too is that this company here, Virus, has been around for a while. They were actually splashing into the market. You, they're one of the first reps, if not the first per- people, to come into the sport uh, and be spawn and help sponsor guys like Cub Swanson, who's got a big line with them as well. Uh, I think it's called Killer Club. Uh, Cub Killer Club. And but just fantastic gear and apparel and all that stuff. You know, um, they had something go on. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it has to do with the economy. I don't know if, if it has to do with distrib- uh, distribution or what. Um, I haven't talked to them in depth, but they've worked with me for the longest time, and I feel like I need to give them a lot of love because, John, you always see me wearing their stuff, and and, and uh, they've done a lot for, for me, and uh, I want to continue to support them. I know that they are not going to be doing any more sales here in Canada or the U.S. Uh, they say they'll see us soon, but that's a big hit to them, and uh, I want to let them know uh, all the guys that I've worked over there with is Chris, Eugene, all the other guys that are out of there that I've had direct contact with. I want to thank you guys so much. Uh, for all the years, I mean, it's been probably close to seven, eight years. I've been working with them six, seven years. I've been working with them, but uh, they won't be, they'll be doing more of all of their sales in the UK still. Uh That's where I believe they're based out of, but they have, they will not continue to be doing their sales here in the U S but if you have an opportunity to jump on, I think in the next day or two, they'll be shutting down their site, but they've got a lot of apparel that are that is still there at really, really low discounted rates. And so check them out. If you want to snatch up all their stuff. Um, Obviously their U S apparel is different from the UK apparel. No different because, you know, UK people dress a lot different than us. And, uh, we have a little more style, not for them, not so much, but, uh, you know, we get it. So we, I just want to say, Hey, <clears throat> virus international. Hopefully we see you guys soon. You guys are back in the States doing business, but, uh, that's a drastic loss for people in the sport of MMA. I want to thank you guys for continuing to s- support the sport of MMA. Thank you. And, uh, they work with wrestlers. Uh, they work with, uh, body lifter or power lifters. They, they dabble in a little bit of everything. And uh, fantastic uh, company to work with, and uh, I'm very thankful for
0: over the years. Very nice. Yes, I didn't get a damn shirt, but very nice.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they sent you something, but I think that you said yeah. you said two X, but it's a it was a fitted two X. So um... yeah, yeah, it was definitely not
0: two X. <laughs> It was a European it was a 2X.
1: European two X. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's That's a little good. bit of a misunderstanding on the well, I said like, That's like I told him, I said when it's his name is Big John for a reason,
0: guys. <laughs>
1: like he's yeah, a big
0: guy. Man, I would go in Europe or Japan especially, if I worked for like, you know, an organization, K one or Ryzen or something like that, yeah. They say, What's your size? Two X. It was like a boys' medium, oh, no. man. It was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yep. Dude, it was so small. <laughs> it's true. It's the, the sizing
1: over like the sizing in uh in Asia is way like I would look at I was looking at two and three X's and they wouldn't fit me. Oh, yeah. They were still snug and tight. Yeah. So oh, yeah. when you're looking at like a two and three
0: X, man, it's just not it's not the business over there. Yep. Um, man, I actually took I took one of one of the if you look at there's a the, uh the very first Ryzen. I was working that and they had two different shirts, a white one and a black one. And this white shirt was so bad I had to cut but i stuffed it with pillows until it was stretched and just sat it there for like 3 days that i had it that's hilarious. just just to try to get it to be where i could get into the damn thing i, that's, I that's need actually. i need to see big john the
1: guys there's a photo of big john in these like hooters type white shorts the old school hoot like the but they're but they're white though they're not like the orange color from hooters but they're white it's the white version of it and, uh, and I'd like to see you in that, and then that white shirt from Ryzen. Put those two things on, you'd be a sexy motherfucker. Dude, <laughs> like stuffing 10 pounds of sausage in a
0: 5-pound sock, man.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I can see that. I could see, I'm see. i visualizing it right now. Visual, oh, God, my eyes, I can't uh-huh. unsee it now. I can't unsee ah. it. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, before we get started, though, I want you guys to go to WayneMMerch.com, pick up some of our apparel. Check it all out, man. Pick up some of our apparel over there at WayneInMerch.com. I want to thank you guys for always supporting us. And, uh, a lot of people have been sending me pictures of, of them wearing the gear. And I want to thank you guys. They said it's good quality. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. It is very good quality. And, uh, I love the way the fit, the, sh- the shirts fit. I like how they, they hang off of me. They don't just like feel all stiff. They're a good quality, uh, shirt. Different types of stuff. You got the let, let's get it on shirt. Different, different colors available on that. The weighing in with the skulls. You got our old school logo. <clears throat> uh, one of my favorites is the... I like the old school, old school logo uh, originally. But then we also do it very minor. It's like one little like uh, pocket off to the side. Badge. Very nice. What is it yeah. called, Dave? Like a badge? Like a badge, yeah. But it's a small... Yeah. It's very much like this one. Very much like this, yep. but it says weighing in. Yep. I love it. So uh, that was something that Dave designed up, and it was our first logo. And I actually, I thought it did a great job. I like that logo a lot. Uh, but yeah, but so on. People were asking to bring back some of the old school... Uh, the uh, home improvement and <clears throat> and the karate kid. Karate stuff. kid one. I think what happens though is that there's so many colors involved in those shirts. Layer after yeah. layer, it just ends up being like really thick in the front. It's just it's not a fun shirt. But we no. we know what we've got to do though, John. We've got to do an actual a an actual uh black and white photo of the two of us working like a show or something like that. You know, whether we're in our suits or whatever it is, but a lot of those I like that I like that style. We'll do like a back to back, like back to back kind of photo that you can put onto a shirt. Says, well, We got to
2: right. put that one a year standing against the lights at bellator That was a good one. Oh, Japan.
1: yeah, that was that was a good one. In that, Japan, that was huh? a, good one. That's a good one. That yeah. was a good one in Japan. You gotta put that in a shirt, Beautiful.
2: and say uh. Quit your dreams. I mean
1: <laughs> quit your dreams. <laughs> Put that? That's horrible. What an asshole. Never,
0: never, never quit.
2: Oh, it's great. So uh, All right.
1: Then hey, also, too, before we get started, go to onlyfans.com slash weighing in. Onlyfans.com slash weighing in. Subscribe to us over there for free. And uh, you know what? Let's get right into the for free. Let's get right in the UFC main event. Let's go. Max Holloway versus Korean zombie. A lot of a little tear jerking after this fight, but the fight was good. It was a good fight. Use the sunset uh, a little hesitation. I thought it was a fantastic mm. fight. I gotta be honest, I thought that Zombie was gonna be a lot more hittable in those earlier rounds by Max. You could see that something was going on with Max, whether it was the Maui situation, whether it's just, yep. just understanding that. that he needed this win to kind of keep him in that position to be number one next in line for a title shot, you know, to do it again against Volk. All those things are weighing on his mind. Like, look, if I'm just sitting here spinning my wheels. You know, and I'm not going to get that title shot. Like the motivation starts to creep out. And I'm sorry, but man, the top level fighters, the best fighters in the were- world, we're driven by that person that's in front of us, that motivation to get us to the title shot, get us to the goal. And he understands what it takes to get there. That's why he's still the number one contender. He's just lost to that guy three times. So are we going to see number four? I thought, I thought he deserves to see number four, but that being said, He, I felt like there was a little bit more going on with him mentally, maybe because of Maui, but I also think Korean Zombie had something going on with him mentally. Understanding this may potentially be his last fight, and he fought a little bit, a little bit harder. He fought a little bit more
0: aggressive. He, I know he normally fights that way. He does, but he he did change up, and you could see it. (laughs) What I looked at it, we talked about it, and I said i thought the korean zombie has to get after him and get after him early Mm -hmm. if he if he's gonna get him he's gonna get him in the first round because max just builds and continues to get better in fights normally and stuff and and when i when i was watching and i was yeah i I do think that max in the beginning was having some distance issues as far as where where zombie was at and how to slide in so he could uh, be effective but zombie was having some issues too with the distance Yeah, they both did. And both were throwing shots, you know, that were okay. Max wins the first round, and from that point, Josh. The second round, zombie took a lot of shots. Mm -hmm. He took a lot of heavy shots. You know, he got hurt. You could see him get hurt. He survived it. And then I think in the third round, coming out, he told himself, Well, obviously I'm not gonna out technique this guy. I need to go. Go balls to the wall, and that's what he did. And I, I respect the hell out of him mm-hmm. for it. I mean, it's it's something that you know you'll see guys do every now and then. It's like, well, then let's just bite down, and I'm going to go after you, and either you're going to go out, or I'm going to go out. And he went out, and uh I, I respect the hell out of him for the way that he went after the fight. But it's like anything, and man, it's so it's so tough to talk about when you enjoyed somebody and their their just their career. And the way that they always fought, you know, he was called a zombie for a reason because he just kept coming forward and he would take damage and continue to just keep coming forward. And there comes a point, you know, and we've said it how many times you can only crash the car so many times before it starts to not run the same way. And he's just he was a little bit slower. Those engagements didn't uh, tend to come out in his favor near the end. And I'm glad to see him look and say, you know what? It's time. Yeah. And, I th- and 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 it's not that he can't beat people. He can still beat people. But he's not going to be the champion. And I think he sees that. And I think that's that's his determining factor. Yeah, I agree with
1: you. I think um, I really feel like his three years away or three and a half years away for military deployment or whatever it was that he was doing for his country. That really set him back. Because there were stages in there where he was physically bigger, stronger, hit harder than a lot of those fighters at the time. In that era, and then when he came back, sure he had some good fights, but you could tell yeah. that he had he in those three years he hadn't evolved.
0: There was more. Well, was... I think that's the, I think I think that's the difference I don't think he got worse, no, but other people got better,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they they caught up to some of the things that he was doing that he was very successful with. You know, if you go back, you know he had some times when you remember his fight with Mark Hominick? Yes, I mean it lasted 15 seconds Mm -hmm. you know at, at a time that mark hominick was just one of the best strikers there was in the featherweight division was lighting everybody up was doing you know well had sean tompkins as his coach and stuff and man 15 seconds later he was unconscious on the ground and you went whoa and that was after you watched you knew that you know the you knew that he was good because of his fights with Leonard Garcia and the wars that they were. And then he got the first twister ever and all those things. But it was when his hands really started going and he was knocking people out the way he was. It was like, Hey, this guy is something. And I think that was the guy that was, as you're saying, scary. And then he had to go away. He had a military commitment. He did that time. And during that time, I'm not saying he, you know, it, it took away from him, but he didn't. He wasn't improving while other people were. Yeah, <clears throat> no, that I was agree. Big difference. I think that's that was a
1: huge difference because, like you said, look, with the things he, the attributes he has. Um, I don't want to say they come naturally, but the power. I was never blessed with power. I fucking hate this guy because he had power. Okay, but <laughs> it's 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 it just. Really bugs me, but look, he has it. It's, an, it's a, it's a, it's now you can add to your power by using the proper technique, you know, putting a little bit of, you know, a little bit of weight uh, on in certain areas. You know what I mean? Like learning how to use your proper technique can add to your power and sure. uh, being more relaxed, all of those things. Um, but he hasn't evolved since then. Um, when I look at the, when you're talking about the Mark Komenik fight, it's funny that you brought that up because I was actually thinking that same thing because in that very first exchange, With Max. He caught Max off guard. And Max was like, oh Mm -hmm. crap. This guy can pop. Okay. He's got pop. He's got some pop. (laughs) And he, you know, he kind of knocked Max back a little bit. And Zombie just thought, okay, look, I just gotta keep this pace and keep this pressure in front of him. He didn't have as much output as he should have in the beginning rounds. But a lot of that was because Max's speed and the way that he was mixing up. Fainting to the body, then coming back up top with the left hook. All of those things were throwing he he Zombie He couldn't miss with that
0: left hook for a while.
1: Yeah, he couldn't miss for a while. Yeah. Max was Max was on point, but I was saying that is in the beginning, Zombie had moments in the beginning to really kind of put him away, but you could tell that he was... I don't want to say he was in... Enjo- uh, he was taken in the moment. A lot of it was, I don't want to get caught. I don't want to get caught. I got that feeling from him. Normally, he would rush in on certain things, um, you know, when he hits you hard, he'd come in rushing in. That's what he did in the third round. He, he would have, there was moments in the first and second where he had hurt Max. And the the guy who came out in the third round is that, that, if that guy would have showed up in the first, second round, the fight maybe would have been over. Whether he would have won or lost, no one knows. But I'm saying that it, he could have, while he was still dealing with Max, not knowing how much power he had and how good he was in certain areas, that's the opportunity to catch him off guard. Now, look, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and take anything away from Max. Max fought, fought a great fight. And like you, I think you pointed out perfectly the fact that as the fight goes on, <clears throat> Max gets stronger. He's that type of fighter. He starts getting into a rhythm. He starts figuring out your rhythm. He starts capitalizing on everything that you're doing and you're giving him. He just, he takes whatever you give him. He makes it look so easy. And his takedown yeah. defense tonight too was really good. Zombie sought a couple takedowns. Didn't set him up at all, but I'm saying they were not—they weren't, weren't remotely close. And I thought Max fought a good fight. A lot of pressure on his shoulders yes. to get that microphone tonight and just talk about what it what it meant to represent Hawaii, Maui, everything, and you know, and just just to have the opportunity to speak on it. <clears throat> Those are things that are very important to fighters coming into a fight. Like they're thinking, I I need to be able to get that microphone at the end of the night and say the things that are on my mind. You know, for my people and whether it's your family, whether it's your friend who's dealing with cancer or whether it's your, you know, your, your friends who have lost their house in a, in a, in a fire. It has to do with that. that's that fighters think about that moment to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you in a moment that I'm in here doing battle, but I'm still, you guys are on my mind and it's important to fighters and people, people at home need to understand that. Like a lot of these fighters, like you guys saw me last show, man, we wear our emotions on our sleeves It's an emotional thing. Not everyone. Not
0: everyone. But you do, and that's good. There's Nothing wrong with it. But
1: it is an emotional thing sometimes. You know, whether it's someone you fought, someone you you know you tend to care about, someone you you've shared the cage with for fifteen minutes or forty five, you know, or twenty five minutes, whatever it is. I mean, those are things that are important to me, and uh, the and the fighter's safety are important to me. What they do after their career is important to me, and I think from for Max, this was a moment for him to to bring more attention. For him to bring that opportunity, that more attention to, to people in Maui. And he did it. Now for zombie, <clears throat> we just talked about the what um last show. I and you and you and I, you and I have had this discussion about my career. But we had this discussion about Tony Ferguson last show. I got a little, you know, emotional about the thing, um, and the situation because I see it, I see I see the future for that. But then in this situation, he took the approach that I took. Is that I don't want to be number three, number two, number five, number seven. You know, on my way up, sure. But as I'm going backwards, you know, I'll make another little run at it. If it's not there, it's not there. He, uh, Korean Zombie understood that. He's like, I want to be the champion. If I'm not the champion, then what am I doing? What's the difference, John? What is the difference, though, between guys like Zombie and guys like, you know, that just can't walk away?
0: I'm not just going to point Tony out. I'm going to say there's a lot of guys no, no, that no, we've, no, had, no. we've had. We've no, had, you know. I think it, 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 first off, let's just be honest. There's there's an identity that goes with being a fighter, and that is who you are. Now, see, and this is a lot of people are going to sit there and talk about. Look, I fight, but that's not who I am. Okay, and I understand when someone says that, but for many of The fighters out there, it is who they are. It's all they know. And if you take away the fight game from them, they don't have anything. They're looking and saying, I I don't have much. Now, do I think that that's true? In some cases, it is true. In some cases, even with guys, you know, no, you're, you're, you're being short sighted and you're not understanding what's, what you do have and how special it is that you, what you have. Because you know, I try to tell people all the time, people get you know addicted to their jobs, to their lifestyles, and they think that any change in it, you know, it'll be the end of them. That's almost the way they look at it. you look and you go, "Man, you're you're not looking at this the right way." Because I don't, you know, it's and you could take people from I don't care what you know, position, platform. I always say, you know, when it comes to like chiefs of police, they don't leave. You know, I want to know why they don't leave, Josh, because as soon as they leave, they're nobody. That position of power, all that power that they have, and they have power, they're the leader of this person to that person to that person that's just running down. They're looking, they've got power. And it's the moment they leave, it's gone. You know, and you can take a look at someone like a Dana White, you know, could Dana leave the UFC? Absolutely. Has he done a great job? Absolutely. Would it, will, will the UFC function and go on without him? Absolutely. Okay. The whole thing, oh, it won't. I don't care who you are. And I say it all the time. Look at they, they get, they, they get a new president of the United States, at least every eight years, if they can replace that person, they can definitely replace you. And so anybody can be replaced. But you have to look the thing to look at is <clears throat> when you leave your job, it's over. And yeah, people will sit there and say, Oh, you're a great guy And you're forgotten. Your family will not forget you. The people that are important in your life will not forget you. And they will always be there. And that's where you make your next whatever it's going to be as far as uh, you know you, you you get a career decision whatever you're going to do whatever you're going to do you've got to get rid of the past to allow the the present and future to come in and a lot of guys don't understand how to do that yeah they think if they leave the fight game then everything is going to fall apart and it's not you just have to take that first step
1: well I look at it a couple different ways is there is when you leave a lot of the the identity issues um, come from the ego. And I'm sure. and I'm going to be honest, like even for myself, you know, the Bellator uh, analyst job came along. I loved doing it. And that was a, that made it easier for me to retire. Um, <clears throat> there was that. And then on top of that, you know, we started working together doing the podcast and the podcast does, you know, pretty well. And so those two things. And then you know, and then other things that I was doing on the side, gym stuff, owning gyms, you know, owning other little, little things that I've done before I quit fighting. Um, all of those things, I'm you're not. I'm not getting rich off of any of them. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is, but I enjoy John. You and I are talking about. But I wish you were, uh, because then you'd be getting rich too. If We were doing for what? Well, yeah, absolutely This, but we do this because we really do enjoy it. I mean, that we have been lucky enough uh, to do, you know, decent. Um, you know, we're having fun with, it, though. we love doing this, <clears throat> but a lot of it is the ego is I'm thinking now, look, like what else can I do? Because there's other things that I I've got time. I've got time because, you know, Bellator is, you know, once or twice a month, we do the podcast twice a week, which I can do this thing anywhere in the world with my, with my setup that we can just put in a backpack and leave <clears throat> and all my other little things that I have, you know, percentages in that I own and stuff, they all run themselves. I don't have to do that. Um, so what else can I do? Well, I've thought about it. I've thought about like, I'm, I'm too old now to join the military. Cause I would love to join the military. I still would. Um, I'm too old to join the military. <clears throat> um, I've thought about trying to be a police officer, trying to be a firefighter. Like those are things you can still do, but it is, there is a cutoff line. I would imagine right soon. Oh, there is. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's a cutoff line there, but I think that what I think a lot of it is pride. Like Fighters sometimes will say like I went from everyone recognizing me in Las Vegas at the craps table or walking through the, the the casino or walking out in the bright lights, all these things, right? And now I'm applying for a job as a police officer or you know um, whatever it is, firefighter or fucking at a grocery store or an electrician. Man, you were you were a UFC fighter or you were a whatever fighter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that that's that's a that's a tough pill to swallow for someone who gave up, you know, 20 years of their life to go and do. And, but you like I said the other day on the, on the mid, on the midweek show is that you haven't honed the life after fighting. It could be another yeah. 40 years. You made a lot of money, whether he made a lot of money in fighting, a lot of fighters made a lot of money and some didn't, but you've got to fund the rest of your life. And here's the only thing. It's hard to fund the rest of your life when you have no idea when it's going to end. <laughs> no. That's what people don't wrap their no. head around. It's like, how do you save for the end when you don't know when the end is? God bless well, her soul. My uh, grandmother's uh, 95. My okay. grandfather did really well. But like you don't know when the end is. Luckily, she, he he did really well. But like normal people are like, okay, how long can I do this? I don't even know where the money's coming from. They can't work anymore. So, anyways, I'm yeah. Go ahead, John.
0: Now I look at it, and I'm I know how I was, and I and people that are competitive, and no matter you know, especially competitive sports. When you were 20 years old, did you did you think that you know you were going to be 40 someday? No,
1: actually, I thought I was going to actually be dead by
0: 25. Sort of the same here. Yeah, I thought okay, I, was I can die tell by you right now. You know, when I was, you know, 20 years old, I figured if I made it to 30, hell, I did good. You know, I'll do really good making it to 30. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the way a lot of guys think. They don't think of, uh, I got to think down the road, you know, you know, no, down the road is, you know, that's next month, man. <laughs> and I, and, and they'll live for today and not put away for tomorrow. And that's the way a lot of athletes are, not only fighters, you know, football players, basketball players, baseball players. There's a lot of people that have made a lot of money that are absolutely broke. Yeah. And so you know, I, I, the one thing that I think is nice is when you can see someone like Zombie be able to step away. And he's stepping away with confidence that he's going to be OK. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be.
1: Well, because I think he like I said, once you wrap your head around the fact that this isn't who I am. Fighting doesn't make me like, sure. I've no. developed great connections throughout. Like one of the hardest things for me to do was and John, you and I've talked about this a bunch of times personally off camera is my hardest thing for me to move away from California was not the state. And I was no. born and raised there. I mean, I know I went to high school up in Coeur Idaho and uh, shout out to all my peeps. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for me, it was, it, it wasn't even so much leaving my family with it was all there. It was all the connections and the people and the friends that yeah. I had developed over owning all my gyms, you know, developing relationships with the young kids that I had trained. Now they're all. Yeah. Some of them are fucking. When I started training them, John, some of them are going to college now. One of them. Oh, I know. Of Trust out. me. One so I have a college. I,
0: I just same thing. I, am, I got them out of college. I'm like, you know, entire wrestling career done. Yeah. You look and you go, "Those well, time gone." It's but, gone. but you look and you say, "It is." It's very difficult to leave the situation of right now you're in that position where you can say i can if something happens i know where to go and how to get it fixed easily yeah. because i have i have people in all these different things And when you step away those people are going to start to drift away a little bit because you're just you don't see them as much mm-hmm. and you know eventually things drift off and so you're right you've got to reestablish new relationships there
1: was, I had some family, like my aunts and some of my, my niece. She had gotten a flat tire on one of the highways there and literally just called AAA. And I called my buddy and said, Hey, just get him, just take the car directly to my buddy's tire shop. Shit was fixed within 20, 30 minutes. She was back on the road yep. on her way to her college, you know, school. Uh, you know, just other things too. Things, someone broke into my gym. Being able to call the cops that I know on the police force, hey, looking into it versus the city of San Jose, they send out these. I don't know what they were. They were like just community people that came out, took down notes, and then they sent it. They filed it to the police. Like a report. Yeah, it was a report yeah. basically, and then nothing ever happened. But like you know, just figuring out, hey, yeah, and then you get a little backstory on it. Hey, yeah, that same person that we saw in your thing broke into the church down the street, broke into the people down there, broken So we're we're gonna keep more police force around the area. Those are the connections that you're trying to develop. That you it takes years to develop, you know, a lifetime pretty much. And uh leaving all of that is really what was important to me. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, when 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 it's you're laying on your deathbed, it's not about how much money you made. It's not about how much fucking time you spent on social media. It's not about how many fucking chicks you banged out, fucking how many how many drinks you had. It's not about any of that. It's about the relationships nope. that you made and that you have been able to carry through you without your throughout your life. And those are the most That's important right. things um, when you're talking about your life. And I, I'm happy for Korean Zombie. I thought he had a great career. Uh, I felt like he was set back because of the military obligation he had to his country, but I also honor the fact that I think that's fantastic. I, you know, um, those are that's a I, I think it's a very that's fucking very awesome. I think it's I think it's yeah. something people should um, speak highly of about him and you know yeah. countries that do that. Uh, I think for him and then with Max, congratulations, man. Fantastic fight, fantastic ability, and there's a lot, lot weight on your shoulders. You came through. I know we went off on a little, on a lot of different rants about this whole thing. Guys. Yeah, we definitely went <laughs> Sorry, off. We, we Sorry, sh- but- we went way off mm-hmm. on all this stuff, but you gotta, you gotta yeah. give
0: it up for Max Holloway because he went and did what he was supposed to do against a guy who's a really tough fighter in a situation where you know his emotions could have been just you know a little bit off based upon all the things that were happening. He had to keep his, you know. His, his, mind sharp he had to keep himself you know on target and he went out and did exactly what he was supposed to do but the one I, the one thing i want to give up i want to give up the to the ufc very nice job of at the end when chan sung jung the korean zombie is walking out you started to play zombie again and you got the crowd singing the song and, and man that that was something that he will never forget Mm-hmm. It was a great moment, and you did it right. It was all—it was like when Bellator brought all the fighters for Fedor. That was a great moment, and they did it right. And it's really nice to see when someone deserves that kind of send off or that moment to really be able to look and say, "You know what? My career was pretty, pretty goddamn cool." I think the Korean Zombie's going to look back at that moment with all of those people singing "Zombie" at the end—something he'll never forget. I mean. When he walked out of the cage, he took a second and took it all in.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that lets you know that he was really appreciative. He understood the the um, the situation. He understood what was going on. He's like, hey, because a lot of times when you get done, the moment captivates you too much, and you just you rush out, you walk out, you just hey everyone, bye bye bye, and you let that overwhelm you, and then you don't really take it in. He took a second at the top of the steps right before he stepped down those steps and left the cage for the last time. He just looked around and he actually smiled, you know, and uh, and I think, and you got to remember it was a main event. Most people just bounce out and leave. There was a crowd exactly. still there oh, singing they, that they song.
0: St- man, I'll tell you what, it, it was awesome.
1: And it I, was an awesome I've, moment. I've got to ditto what you said about the UFC. Great job on utilizing that moment to let him know what he meant to the sport. I thought it was yep. fantastic, man. I thought they did a great job with Robbie Lawler. I thought they did yep. a great job. With Korean Zombie. Fantastic. Yeah. Both of them. Yep. So good I for agree. them. Because remember, they did the video thing for Robbie. Yeah, he did a great job. awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah.
0: So good stuff. And uh, yeah, awesome. Next fight. Anthony Smith taking on Ryan Span for a second time. Uh, you know, the first one went Anthony Smith's way pretty quick. He got a, a nice win off of that. He even said that he, he knew that, that wasn't going to happen again in this one. I tell you what, this was this is one of those fights where you're going to get a lot of people, both ways. You know, Anthony Smith definitely wins the first round. You know, Ryan Spann definitely wins the second round. So it all comes down to the third round and who you thought did the best in that round. Two judges gave it to Anthony Smith. I didn't. I gave it to Ryan Spann. I'm being honest. I thought Ryan Spann took the third round, but it was close, and, and no one can complain because you left it. In a position where you could have done more, you know, if you're Anthony Smith, you could have done more, and if you were Ryan Span, you possibly could have done more. So, I look at it close fight, but you know, congratulations, to Anthony Smith, man. He, we, I don't know why people don't give him the credit for his toughness because he is tough. I was watching the thing as some people complaining about him saying, "Oh, he gives up and stuff." I'm going, like, when the fuck did you ever see Anthony Smith give up? You know. No. They actually they were actually saying thing, you know, and he's not smart. He could have gotten a win against John Jones if he had just you know, if he had just taken the yeah. disqualification. It was like, holy now you're gonna hold it against someone that he did the thing that is hard to do. To sit there and say, I'm gonna continue on in the fight. Oh yeah, yeah, let's let's take that take that away from him. Anthony Smith has been a dog for years, he's a stud fighter. I enjoy watching him. He goes out. He's got the good technique. He kind of looked like a Muay Thai fighter in this one a little bit more. He kept yeah. on, you know, a little bit more straight up and down, bringing the leg up. But you know, good fight back and forth. I think Ryan Span is going to be looking and kicking himself later on about that fight.
1: Well, we look at you just brought up the the Muay Thai thing because I was going to bring that up as well. But I also look at guys that are having success um, stopping the calf kick, and those are the guys that are standing like that what it is yeah. is him you got Charles Oliveira who's i think originally started doing he does that it all the time. he does it all yep. the time he lifts the leg but he lifts the leg continuously to stop from getting calf kicked but he did that a little bit before also but it just kind of worked out for him and stuff in the calf kicks or not allowing the calf kicks to actually happen yeah. that being said Charles Oliveira is a fucking beast on the ground so, Charles doesn't care if his back leg gets swept out from underneath him. He ends up on bottom. Anthony Smith is good on the ground. He is very good. Their yep. first fight, I believe, ended yep. in a triangle, right? I think Anthony Smith yeah, yeah, triangled well. him. Yeah, he got so, he's good. Submission. He's not; he's no slouch off of his back, and he's good on top. Um, but I like the fact that he tried to make the adjustments because I know that he had was taking some calf kicks in his previous fights, and they were having an effect on him. Now, people just think because, oh, the calf kicks happened in the last fight, that they're gone. No, 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 no. Calf kicks are <laughs> something that if done right and continuously will do damage to your leg for the rest of your life. So ask Rory McDonald, his actual muscle tore off of the bone partially. And so like he couldn't take calf kicks at all. That's why he's, that's why he retired. I mean, a lot of what I've heard, like he obviously was losing the love for, for fighting, but he just, he just realized his body was so banged up his nose. He's got basically like a, a fake nose. He's got one of those plastic noses. That if you hit him properly, it kind of like separates and it's a fiberglass or plastic nose or bridge or whatever it is. And then he's it's his cast, bridge inside. Yeah, it, his cast all fucked up. So it's, um, you know, and that right now is kind of taking over the sport. So how do you expect to carry on in the game if you don't make adjustments? And he and Roy was someone that always had a wide stance. It's the way he fought. Whereas Anthony yep. Smith, he's been around the block a long time. Sure, he's taken some damage, but he's also fought the best guys in the world. And he's a fucking savage. He's never been a quitter, and he's fucking one of the best two hundred five pounders ever to walk the face of the earth. I think he's a fantastic fighter. He's making the adjustments that he needs to make to continue on towards trying to be the world champ. I honor him for yep. that, man. It's not easy to change everything that you've done, you know, and uh, and also to get a win off of it. Now, I don't, yeah. like for you, uh, you said you thought Ryan Spann won. I honestly looked at the third round. I almost thought it was a draw, John.
0: Yeah, it's close. I I, I, just, I swear, the only reason. I thought Ryan's. Sp- I thought he actually landed the harder shots in that round. I thought he had more effective strikes yeah. in that round, and that was. It. But like I said, neither guy can complain. No. When you look at that, and people, you know someone's going to say oh, it's controversial. Not controversial at all. It was a close fight. Yeah. It was easy to see that Anthony won the first round. Easy to see Ryan won the second, and then the third it could have gone either way. And mm-hmm. you know it's, you're going to get. At least two of the judges, yeah. you know, going one way. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, like it
1: was, it should have been controversial. No one should be sitting here going, no. Oh yeah, it was controversial. No, it was a close fight. Mm-hmm. And
0: then close fight the way it went is the way it went. That's it. Uh, next fight. Ah, that, you know, I gotta say, this one disappointed me. I'm sorry. Really? Giga Chikadze. Yeah, it did because and Alex Caceres. I, man, I, I was, I was looking for more of. I don't know. I, I don't know what I was looking for. I, I think I was looking. That's the more problem. Forward. You didn't know what the fuck you were looking for. That's why it disappointed well, I disappointed no, you. No, I was, I was, was looking for like. <laughs> <Clay>. <laughs> I was so happy with Clay Collard against Shane Burgos. Well, so we'll talk about that one. Don't bring that uh, in here and start ruining I, I these I was, guy's moments, man. Come on. I was John. looking for that. I was wanting that kind of fight between these two. No, and they were they both fought well. Giga obviously landed the harder shots. That was a big difference. And I, you got to look and say, man, I I, I totally understand. You know. Alex is, you know, hair is part of his shtick. It's kind of like the Clay Guida thing. But, man, it moves so much yeah. that even when he's not getting hit hard, it looks like he's getting hit hard and it has an effect.
1: No, I agree with you. Um, this fight didn't disappoint me at all. Um, I got to be honest, though. It let me know that Geek is not ready for those top guys. And that has, that's not a knock on Alex Caceres at all. But his whole claim is that he's one of the best stand-up guys in the world or one of the best stand-up guys in, in, in MMA. I, I can agree with you. You're a fantastic stand up guy, but Alex Caceres is good on the feet. He's not great on the feet. He's got a different style, but I'm just shocked that I'm more disappointed in the fact that Alex Caceres didn't try to wrestle more. That was my whole thing. I mean, I it, thought he would had he tried to wrestle more because him on him on the top position in the grappling positions, he is head and shoulders above Giga on the ground. Head and shoulders above Giga on the ground. On the feet. At least from what at least from what we've seen from Giga in the past. Exactly. I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. But I just don't think he I don't think Giga would be able to make up that type of gap in the grappling that I've seen from him from there to what I've seen out of Alex. Alex is damn good on the ground. His flexibility, yeah. his ability to, you know, to hit you from whether it's from the bottom or from the top, you know, it's uh sweep submissions all those triangles arm bars you know he gets the rear naked he's all gotten, those things He's gotten very proficient he is there. very good on the ground so all of those things I, I would have liked to have seen him try to attack that more looking and, and alice's got a fucking beard on him man damn that guy yeah, can, he take does. He can take a shot and all the hype and all the stuff that was around giga being this great great kickboxer now i get it you're dealing he with, is
0: he is he's he's a hell of a kickboxer man because i seen when he was in gloria you know I didn't ref him there, but I was, you know, working and I was watching his fights and I was like, God damn, this guy can.
1: No, fight. he can fight, but it's also different when you're fighting an MMA guy. I understand that True. because now you got to worry about takedowns, all of those things. I just there for me, what was missing was the the output and the explosiveness of Giga, um, more so pushing the pace on on Alice Caseras. Caseras he started to slow down in the second round. That's when Giga started to take over, but Alice was still there. Alex was still landing oh, yeah. shots in that third round that could have potentially put Giga down. I mean, those are things that I'm like, all right, what well, this, this, this shouldn't be this close on the feet. Giga should have ran away with it. I mean, I had it 20, I had thought. it 29, 28, cause I had Alex win in the first round. Yeah. So, but I, overall, I didn't, the fight didn't disappoint me. I
0: just, where I was disappointed was I wanted Alex to fight smarter. That's it. Could understand. I, so did I. Okay. And that was probably what, what my disappointment was, but rinya nakamura i'm just telling you right now i was super impressed with this kid super impressed with this kid yeah and Fernie garcia they put on a hell of a battle but i'll tell you what nakamura showed mm-hmm. he is talented he is called the hybrid and he is a talented young man because his ability to move and he is fast mm-hmm. he got some speed and i was like damn that was fast and he was just all over Garcia in that fight. And Garcia fought his way out of some, you know, tough situations. He kept himself in the fight, just wasn't able to find any room to be offensive. Really, against Nakamura, yeah. kept finding himself in defensive situations, and and just wasn't able to get his game going. But God damn, Rinya Nakamura is good. He's someone I cannot wait to watch as he uh, builds in the future he's now what eight I and think
1: eight old? no I think he's eight no oh now mm-hmm. and uh and look you can always tell I mean he's number two on the card right because it was uh, I don't know Tofa was first on the card on yeah. the main card but Nakamura is number three so he's closer to the co-main. he's like right in the middle there but you know that they have plans for him oh yeah there's a market they're trying to get into that's one okay and two is is that he's undefeated and he fights the way no. he fights he came out and did what he was supposed to do. I mean, he put a, I wouldn't say put a beating on him, but he dominated that fight from beginning to end. He dominated. He dominated the fight from beginning to end. So good, good job to him. Congratulations. I'm actually looking forward to seeing him fight again, but I gotta be honest, man. The Blanchfield fight and Santos fight. Hello. Great fight. Great fight. You want to know why? Because Aaron, because Blanchfield reminded me, John, of me, the person that can never win the fucking first round. Okay, because <laughs> they're, a little, they're a little slower. She did not. They're a yeah. little slower. They don't hit as hard. They're just in your face trying to beat you with cardio and technique as you as the fight goes on. She fought a great fight. She didn't let any of the shit that happened in the first round get to her. She stayed with the game plan. Second, third round, she started running away with it. Big shots. Great top pressure. Great, you know, all this. She made a couple little mistakes here and there, but, man, she's, she's on her way. Oh, yeah. She's on her way. She's fantastic. Well, she
0: she has showed that man she is a she's just a gritty fighter that keeps on coming and she doesn't get frustrated when things don't work for her she just comes back to do it again and again and she just maintains whatever it is the game plan that her and her camp have come up with she just sticks with it and she that was what she had one shot that landed on santos and it was a left hand And it bothered Santos. You could see Santos blinking her right eye a lot and just sitting there and closing it. And I thought that that shot started to change the, the flow of the fight into Blanchfield's, uh, corner a little bit. And that was in the second round that I think it happened. And, uh, Santos, you know, hung tough, but just she could not deal with, you know, that clinch game that, aaron blanchfield had and and it was a lot of people who said well blanchfield didn't do anything oh yes she did yes she did she did a lot you know all of those all that clinching all the little knee strikes all the the elbows inside all those little shots they add up Mm -hmm. you know and yeah it's not exciting i'm not i'm not going to tell you it's real exciting but if you're the person that's in there it's Mm freaking absolutely Mm -hmm. exhausting and it's frustrating to you because you can't get away from the person, and that's Aaron Blanchfield's game, and, she, and she's making you fight her game. I mean, that's got, why she won? There's I can give
1: you guys representations of guys uh, that have made their careers off that. John Fitch, Danny oh, God, Danny yes. Savatello is making his career right now just directly off of that. The aggressiveness, the in your face, never like giving you an opportunity to breathe. Brandy fucking Couture. Hello, oh, th- Hello. Th- Randy th- Couture's th- whole th- career was about just getting in your face. Never giving you a chance to breathe, grinding on you, hanging on you. And when he did get you down, making you pay. That was it. Yep. that was it. Like if you got back up, okay, cool. Just Matt return you back down, break your fucking <laughs> hey. soul and your heart. You
0: talk about the the first guy with Matt return. Yeah, look, it was Randy. Yeah, because man, he, he would let you sometimes work your way to the feet, He'd work in that clinch, take you down again. And you work your way to your feet. It's like okay, that man. Here it comes again. Yeah, the guy that they, there was, you know, even though Fitch got
1: a lot of love for doing that, man, the guy that did that to me the most ever in AK was fucking Josh Koscheck. Yeah. That guy would just Not, he would just let me get Josh up. He was a hell of a wrestler. He was a hell of a wrestler. A of a wrestler. But I mean, he just he I would have loved to have had him in his prime when uh, yeah. Habib was there. Cause he, he he they'd already had their falling out and you know and that kind of thing when Habib would first come in, but man, I would have loved to have seen the two of them get after each other, cause the explosiveness on the feet of Koscheck, the uh, the explosiveness on his double leg to his flare and all those things, you know, and to see him go against guys like Habib Islam and Abu Bakr and those guys to watch them kind of get after each other would have been fun, would have been fun, yeah. cause. Yeah. They would have had some good goes, especially on Wrestling Day. Woo.
0: Would have love to have seen it! Love to have seen it. Yeah. All right, next fight. Ah, uh, you had Junior Tafa coming in taking on Parker Porter. Junior Tafa's brother had already fought Parker Porter before, so this was a. I'm not sure was it. I'm not sure if this was a uh, the first time on the main card for Parker Porter, but I know he had just gotten his black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a tough dude. But Junior Taffa on the feet just got power. Hurt him early, kind of, kind of crushed the space. Made a mistake, and then came back and put it on him again. All right, uh, I don't know if you paid go attention ahead. to all this,
1: but this is—I'm going to go right into this, John. This fight should have been changed. This fight, like there was a moment there in the double leg after Parker had pressed him to the fence. Oh yes, and Taffa grabs the fence and stuffs the take, stops the takedown that way. This is what we've been talking about. This fight should have automatically been started on the ground. And now I know can't you can't do that. I yeah, you know you can't do that. But the thing is, he was on his way down. He grabbed the fence and kept him from getting him down. There's got to be a penalty. This was a blatant fence grab, and nothing. So what, and who was
0: the ref? Was it Nope. But the only penalty you can do, yeah, uh, no, that one. Who was the no. who was the ref? Yeah, yeah it was, it was Goddard. Mark Gonor. Mark. Man, I like you,
1: man. I like you a lot. But man, when I see you, I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind. <laughs> this is one of those fights. This drives me uh, absolutely crazy because you can't say that he he even saw that though. He warned him about it. He, it. he, John, I'm gonna hit you right now through the microphone this is my <laughs> camera. John, he I'm warned prote- him. I'm, Don't I'm you? He said, I'm "Don't do that." I'm protecting my guy. man. Jeez, man. <laughs> this it was it was one of those scenarios oh. and situations where. It had a direct impact on whether he got the takedown or not, and it, it just—I don't—I don't know how you solve that, though, John. He should have been put on the ground, and I know you can't do that, but he needs no. to be put down on the ground.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, I'll be on or okay. take a point right there on the spot. Right, so, look, I still sit on the rules committee, and actually, I—I I use that as a thing to try to get in that cut man thing i was i was trying to put one that i knew they think would would be crazy to putting in the look like on a foul a cut man can come in and close a cut for somebody that is injured due to the foul and one of the what i said was hey if we have someone that grabs the fence the referee would be able to stop it and put the person in a predetermined position we'll say half guard and uh start the fight from there you end up being put in the place you supposedly did not want to go based upon the grab of the fence and the first person first person that said i don't want that responsibility mark goddard <laughs> he said uh-uh i'm not i don't want to be able to oh no i don't want people saying that oh you decided you want to put him here it's a lot it is a lot and it's you know right now he can take the point or he can you know separate them if there's a if it's an advantage for the person that the foul went against but that's about all he. Can do. I, I honestly don't think you put him in half guard. I think you put him in butterfly guard. <laughs> <Not> being honest, <laughs> see, you, see, and there's your, there's part of your problem. Why? What's the problem?
1: It's a neutral well, position for. I mean, like you just fouled. So why should it be neutral Why should it be a neutral position? Well, no, it, you're. I'm putting you on your back on the underneath me now. When you were, should have been, you were up on your feet. You fouled.
0: Yes. You. You, you yes. committed a
1: foul. So, let yes. me put you down on your back. It's not really neutral. It's neutral on the ground, but you're
0: now on your back. It's neutral you because guard, guard is as neutral as you're going to get. I don't care what guard kind of is not guard neutral. it is as far as. Oh, no. It's, it's on the ground? No. Closed guard? Anything is, is, closed guard is not neutral, It's Close to 50-50. Excuse me. They're, it's as close there's no, say, wrong, <laughs> there's no excuse for <laughs> what you're about to say because it's wrong. You're going to get. That's wrong,
1: John. There's no excuse.
0: What excuse? Yeah, there's
1: all the submissions are you're from trying, the guard. You're trying to the say guy on top only has,
0: Yes. Exactly. That's the whole point. So you're, I'm not going to put someone in a position. Did I miss the point because you seem like you skated past it? What was the point?
1: No, John? I, said, I said half guard. Yeah, but that, okay, so that's giving the, the, a stark advantage to the person on top. Okay, and who fouled? I get it, but that guy didn't want to go to the ground. I get what you're saying. I get it. But wait a second. And who fouled? I'm the one that normally is fighting for the guys to be put on the ground, <laughs> and now you're trying to reverse this role. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to make it
0: as neutral you're as trying, possible. You see, quit trying to be neutral Why? anymore. Because you weren't neutral in any other part yeah. of the things you were doing. John, the, bo- the bottom line <laughs> is
1: is you want to penalize them, but you don't want to take them to the point where they end up losing the fight. Being in a butterfly position, I st- they still have the options for sweeping. They still have the options to come underneath. They still have the options to stand back up. Half guard, they don't have those options. That option is based. You put them in one of the worst positions to be on on the bottom.
0: That is like, that is the worst position to be so, on. Let me ask you something. Yes. So if it's a worst position, mm-hmm. will it keep you from grabbing the fence?
1: But do you want to be the ref that decides that outcome of the fight? Uh, That's where it goes. uh, Hold on. I'm not trying to decide uh, the outcome. I'm trying to make it as neutral as possible. I am
0: telling you right now, there was nothing as far as nothing was ever decided as far as what position. And it would have had to have been decided upon. But I always look and say, I want to put you where you don't want to ever
1: grab the fence. And that's maybe why the rule never got passed, John. Come to me for more refereeing advice. Okay? (laughs) I'm telling you. Uh, I mean, I'm look. I look at it as like the penalty is for, uh, good enough for me. If you put him on the bottom, underneath me, in a butterfly position, there's no real submission threat there. There is a submission, there is a sweep threat there, but there's also ground and pound sure. for me on the top. So if I was to say it was a neutral position, that would Maurice probably. Maurice Smith be, would have loved it. Yeah, Maurice Smith, TK, took Doug and would have loved it. But I get what you're saying. Um, You know, but the game has changed enough, you know, from Maurice days to now that 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 is kind of more of a neutral position. Now they could just. Roll their legs to the outside and get a full guard from there. Absolutely, but um, but I I think though too, if the person on top is feeling uncomfortable, he can also back out and go back to his feet if he wants. So there's a ton of options there, um, available for that, Man, John. Like your your uh, your thing is glitching on you. So you, this is what you look like.
0: I don't know oh, if you see that. Good. I, know if you I get, get that see. all the
1: time with you. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> i was She's like, John, a, are you having a little seizure over there? What's going on, but? It's like
2: in slow mo, right? I Am I, I thought maybe
1: the bug zapper got I'm a hold of slow-mo. your foot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Your slow
2: mo in real time. Nobody on YouTube will see you in slow mo yeah. because it records in real time. It records normally, but in real you time, we get that all slow-mo. the time with you.
1: So, okay, so let me ask you then. Let's yeah. try to clarify this. You think that obviously there's nothing they can do. Should he have t- taken no. a point? He could have. Should
0: He have broken them no, and started it, was... it separate. Could have. I think you know when you take a look at that position. Of time, Parker Porter was hurt. Toffa made the mistake of crushing that space. Mm-hmm. He should have kept himself at a distance. It would have helped him a lot, but he crushed it. Porter was able to Porter was able to get a hold of him, and it's what slowed the fight down. So, in a way, what what you're looking at, if you're Goddard, is you're saying, "I don't want to separate him." Mm-hmm. Because right now Porter's got a hold of him, and he's hurt. He's better off having a hold of him than me stopping it and separating. Because then they're going to start from a, a separated position. That's worse for him. So I can understand why he looked at it that okay, way.
1: Okay, let me give you a uh, let me help you along with this refereeing thing again. Okay, so what you do is John. Your help does not help. <laughs> what really, you really do? What you, look? And I know. Look, this is the other thing. I know everything happens so fast. The decision has to be made yeah. like that. But in an ideal world, ideal scenario situation, Parker was hurt. What you do is you stop the fight. You give Top the warning. You pull Parker aside. That gives Parker time to recover. And then you, you restart them. I get, I get it. But you're going to, you're going to grab him by the
0: wrist, walk him to the center. <laughs> You're gonna give him so the one, one, one. You're, you're altering, oh, now you're altering things. Okay, no. go ahead. Oh, you're, you're grabbing Toffa by the you're wrist. You're grabbing Toffa by the wrist. Thank you, okay. I thought him you are pull- talking about Porter. I'm like, No, no, pulling Toffa to the center the of the cage.
1: Taking his okay. one point to all so the judges. you to take the one point. Put him back to okay. the cage, which gives Porker time. Porker. Parker. <laughs> Parker. Parker. Parker <laughs> Porter. Parker Porter. Parker Porter. He gives him time to recover, and then he puts him back against the fence where they were. That would be an ideal situation. Now I know that this is all happening so fast. It's hard to really think on the fly like that. I mean, but this is probably why I may end up a referee after all this stuff.
0: Yeah, well, right. I can't wait for that one, baby.
1: <laughs> It'll never happen, guys. I'd have a better chance working for the U.S. government than I could be in a referee. <laughs> oh
0: man! All right. Um, uh, okay, next fight. Ah, uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta against Lucas Bresky. That's a. That was a bit. That was a big face plant knockout. Yeah, it was. I don't know what more to say about that that happened in the first round about 3 minutes in and it was big time shot big time that uh you know, look at Cortez has proven many times that he has got power yeah. and he can stand and bang and he just proved it again. He's very confident, he throws with bad intentions nope. uh you know He does throw with bad at boy he he swings hard. Yep. He does. Yeah. Sometimes puts himself out of position with it, but I like the fact that he swings. Hard. Well,
1: when he's dealing with guys that aren't as athletic as him, he can go ahead and, and do that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Garrett, uh, Armfield, he just one sided fight.
0: I tell you what, what a, you know, body shot. Mm-hmm. You look at the body shot setup and then big, big, uh, blows i know that uh kazama was not you know seemed like he was not happy with the stoppage but it wasn't a. That no, wasn't stoppage. a bad stoppage he he got hurt all he, he got hurt bad.
1: all that ref did was save
0: you save him from worse abuse that
1: was in the first round john Expert he had two damage. more rounds oh, like I and his ass kicked oh i know it man. was one-sided so, the technique the the tightness but the fight of Armfield.
0: the fight that i really enjoyed yes and i talked about yes, this you did. i said i thought this would be a great fight was Michael Olichuk against Chidi Ijikawani. Mm-hmm. Man, I'll tell you what. It, Chidi was freaking looking beautiful throughout yes. a lot of it. And I said, what what you got to see out of Olichuk is he's got to get through the first round. He didn't have to get through the first round, but that was what we were talking about. You know, you've know, you got to put up with that speed of, of Chidi in the beginning and the accuracy and then just put a couple more shots and just make it through. Get him a little tired and things start to change a little bit. And that's what happened. And Olachek is a dog that just does not. Click.
1: I don't know what the hell Chitty was thinking, trying to do a fucking lateral drop. I was like, what are you either. doing? Like, yeah. okay. And then it just was, I think it was just a natural reaction in terms of, he was already going backwards and just thought, okay, let me yeah. just try to step up, you know, step through it and just hip step over it. it. It just didn't work for him. But, um, nope. I mean, after dropping, uh, how do you say his last name? Olachek? He hurt Olachek. Yeah, he, he hurt him. He hurt him bad. And then yeah. uh Olicek came back and heard him right back within the next, you know, minute and a half, or not even minute and a half, like probably the next forty no, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh good stuff. Uh any other, other fights on here you want to talk
0: about? Uh, oh, Billy Goff looked really good. I gotta give it to him. I thought JJ Aldrich fought tough as hell. And uh I know that he lost, but Jarno Ahrens, he's actually a good fun fighter to watch. I thought that uh Choi, you know, Choi's been in the UFC for a while now. Um and he's had some tough fights and he's had some good wins. And this is a good win against Jarno Ahrens. But I thought is showed that, you know, he needs to stay there in the UFC. Give him some other fights. He's a talented guy. He's fun to watch. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up our
1: UFC talk. Let's go right into the PFL. Let's not waste any time. No, 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 John. No, no, no. We're... no, no okay, okay. No, 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 First, no, 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 go to OnlyFans.com. On. OnlyFans.com. You go guys, ahead. we want to thank you guys for supporting us. You know, it's funny. I had some people actually send me some DMs we'll back. going, hey. I was your second and your third uh subscriber over there, and uh love listening to you guys. You know any type of extra material you guys can put up on on the OnlyFans. I'm over here just strictly for you guys. I don't. I have to scroll through all the tits and ass just to get to you, and I love it. Just you know? have to. Uh, I know. But Sorry just about have that. To. Well, one of them's a girl, <laughs> and so she's like, I have to. Okay. I have to literally get through all the TNA A to actually get to you guys' content. But we want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. It is a free subscription. You guys, head on over to us. We are the very First, and I believe we're still the only podcast that they are working with in their sports division. And uh, I, I was actually just talking to Paige Van Zant the other day, and her and Austin are going to be starting a podcast on their OnlyFans channel. So if you guys get an opportunity to check it out, and then um, uh, Ariana was—is it Ariana Lipsky? Is it—is it Ariana? Ariana, yeah, uh, Ariana Lipinski is also now uh, on on OnlyFans. She just signed a lucrative deal with OnlyFans, and good for her. And so she'll be over there. Look, you've got Michael Venom Page, you've got Chris Cyborg, you've got Luke Rockhold, you've got Brent Primus, you've got uh, who? AJ uh, McKee. AJ McKee. You've got all these fighters that are on there. Check out their content. They're giving you guys a little inside um, look into their life and how they train and all the things that they do. So good. Check it on over there, but also check out our page at OnlyFans.com weighing Wayne. All right, let's get right into the PFL, man. This fight was fucking bananas, John. Bananas. Bananas. Did we not
0: say it was going to be good, though?
1: You know. Did we not say? Yeah, we did say. We did say. I, I don't want to pat myself right. on the back too
0: much because people get irritated. Oh, no, <laughs> on this one, I'm going. Look, I said this is going to be a hell of a fight. This one is one that I'm going to be super disappointed if it doesn't live up to you know, my expectations of it. And not only did it live up, it, it surpassed uh, goddamn clay collard is so fun to watch cuz he just he just keeps doing the right things at times he goes to the body so well and he just opens you up for other things but shane burgos then you, you got to give shane credit he's got a fucking granite mm-hmm. chin he got hit with some big shots he keeps coming back and in the third round he's trying to put a whooping on clay it was a great fight great fight by both guys i enjoyed that that to me i've watched a lot you know not not every pfl but a goddamn plethora of them that was the best main event they've ever had
1: yeah i would have to agree with you um i wasn't sure if the the main event was ray brought cooper and uh magomed
0: karamoff was that a main event that was a good fight but i don't think that was the main event on that okay
1: It might. That have, was a fantastic fight, also. And that was it a little was. bit of that back and forth because Ray was hurt yep. a lot in that fight and then came back and yeah. knocked him out. What a fucking fight that was. Uh, yeah, but this, I'm, I'm I, thinking that that was not the. I don't the think main it was either. I think night. there was somebody else yeah. ahead of them. But that was yeah. a great fight. Unless
2: there's a main event. Was it? What do you mean? It's, it's the main event was Clay K- 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 Collard and Jim Burgos.
0: Thank Dave, you very you much, saying, Dave. Dave, were you hearing... Without the- you, I don't know where Dave, we would did be. You, did you not
1: hear anything we just said? <laughs> Podcast Dave? Were you, what were you doing? I heard you, you say it was a main event. Were you on the couch again, sleepy? He's on the couch. Ca- no. I'm- <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, <Lord>. oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Dave, okay. I said... What were you trying to, you, what this- what you trying to say, Dave? Dave? Go ahead. No, no, you go. You go. <laughs>
1: I love me some podcast, Dave. Oh man, <laughs> bro! I he said this was the best main event that PFL has ever had, and I said I don't know was the was the Ray Brada Cooper fight against Magomed Karamat? Magomed oh. Magomed They also oh. fought. They fought a couple times, but in the second time, yeah, the, second okay, time okay. Bray the, second, the second time, Ray Brother
0: Cooper. The second time, Brada Cooper was losing. He came back knocked and he him knocked out. him out. But I don't think it was the main event of that
1: night. I don't think it was yeah, either. A toymen. I, I,
0: totally missed, I, totally I, I missed know. Missed. We know. <laughs> uh, we got. That. We can we figured that out, Dave, right away.
2: <laughs> I love you, brother. I love. Well, I'm just making sure, like those. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people just, who are just keeping us right in track, uh, who, right? Who, who yeah. don't watch PFL? Who might be like, wait, they're talking about like, multiple main what? events <laughs> in one show?
1: <laughs> oh
0: shit! Nah.
2: I'm I'm here for the fans. I'm here for the fans. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go.
1: <laughs> You're actually here for our amusement is what it is. It's <laughs> fucking great. I love it. Um, Dave, This let me just break it down. Clay Collard and uh, Shane Burgos, they had a great fight. Back and forth. The body work started early from Clay Collard. Uh, he had, It started to pay dividends as the fight went on. But what I love the most is that Shane Burgos' corner told him, you're down 2-0 because he
0: came yep. out in that third round on fire. Came out Dude, where was that though in rounds one and two? I know that's the whole thing, but you got look, he was fighting and he was Mm -hmm. fighting, you know, tough, but he could not figure out how to stop the goddamn body attack and then just the volume of Clay Collard every time that he did something that was good and he did, he had moments that he was doing something good and had Clay Collard out of position, off balance, spinning, you know, around in the cage. He wasn't able to follow it up and do more damage yeah. with it. And he couldn't figure that out. It, in the third round, he just said, let's go for it. Yeah. And he did, man. And he was, dude, he was, he was, you know, obviously I thought he won the round, but he was putting it on Clay and you you, know, you kind of looked and said, man, if there was a fourth round, could this be different? Yeah. You know, and it was just a great fight by both. Are there championship
1: fights five rounds?
0: Yes. They are? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: This is um the next,
0: yeah, the next set will.
1: The, the look, I had said with Shane Burgos at 145, he was somebody that came out with a lot of aggressiveness in the first round, then tend to slow down as the fight went on. Him, he answered yeah. a lot of my questions. Um but I also he also cr- created another question for me. Is are you holding back in the first two rounds because for your whole 145 pound career, you got tired late? But then now in this fight, I was actually able to see you go, you know what? Oh, I've got energy. What am I holding back for? Let's go. Because you had a great third round. Great third round. Fantastic. And, but Clay did his work. And look, and, and let me like, um, try to clarify this a little bit more for fighters and for people and fans. You guys got to understand, you, we as fighters in the gym, we're training with sixteen ounce gloves on, headgear on, elbow pads normally, shin guards, knee pads, all we've got all this gear all over us. Okay. And we're making sure that no one gets hurt. But going to the body is not something a lot of us do. It just it like maybe once in a while we'll you know, a lot of times we'll kick to the body a lot. Like myself, like myself, Luke Rockhold, some of our guys would kick to the body quite a bit. Um Mowgli was one of the best guys at kicking to the body. Um But when it comes down to going to the body with the hands, a lot of a lot of MMA fighters don't do it, which is crazy because when you get into the actual cage and you're wearing your MMA gloves, it makes a huge difference on the glove getting through because there's nothing really there. My little twiggy elbows that I have, right, because I've got little (laughs) twiggy arms is and they they don't block shit and you put the MMA glove up in there. It hurts, and so I look at, I go, I wonder, Clay's doing a great job of doing the work
0: early in the fight. That's because Clay boxed. But not. it's not just, Clay I, I, was a professional boxer who realized body shots are a good thing, and he's continued on with them in MMA. And they're a lot easier to hit in MMA gloves, the body Absolutely. shots, than they Absolutely. are in boxing,
1: because the, the big no gloves, it. even if you're wearing 10, yeah. sorry, eight and 10 ounce gloves in boxing, they're still hard to get through because my elbows can block or graze it and knock it off. Knock it off rhythm so it doesn't just actually take, hit they a clean can just shot. just take the steam off. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> you could tell that those body shots were having an effect on Shane Burgos in the first two rounds. He didn't. He had no He had no answer because yep. you want to know why he had no answer on how to block and how to counter? Because in sparring it back where he's probably training, no one that he spars with probably does them. And that I could ran into the same problem. And that was, I mean, we were talking about Nam Fan when I fought Nam Fan a while back. I'm like, this guy should never been in the cage with me. But one of the things he did really well in the fight with me is he hit me to the body quite a bit and it threw me off. I was like, okay, no matter what I do, I can't overextend. I can't, I can't make sure I throw hard. I can't load up. I can't do any of that stuff because I leave myself out of position. This little guy is going to hit me with a fucking body shot and drop me. <laughs> yeah. And in one moment there, I believe in the second round or maybe in the beginning of the third. That little shit fucking hit me with a nice little body shot. I had to circle and stay away, and you can hear his corner yelling, "He's hurt! He's hurt!" And I was like, and I smiled, and I'm like, "Fuck you! No, I'm not, but I was, I was hurt, yeah, yeah, I was hurt, you know." But I had that look in my face, like, "Gosh, damn, this shit hurts." I was like laughing <laughs> as I was trying to get fucking air. Oh, this is it. So, it feels so great. Oh. But no, uh, it's it's one of the most miserable amount of, uh, things is to hit to the body. But MMA guys don't utilize it enough. Clay Collard, it worked for him. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the finals, man. Looking forward to it. man
0: uh, you know, it's this is I want to say, was this his third or fourth year with the PFL? And now he's finally made it because he's made it to the you know, this this point and always has lost. Now he's finally made it to the finals, and he's he's going up against the returning PFL tournament winner and I call him champion in oliver albin mercier mm-hmm. oam who had the fight just before um clay collard against shane burgos and, and oam put on a beautiful performance in that fight he just looked in control through most of it and was just putting on big shots dave what are you yeah, doing yeah i with the thing? same oh, shit dave
2: i've got that big john internet i don't know what's going on what's going on <laughs> <laughs> my big john internet uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pull up
0: Clay Collard's profile, but uh, I'm here. having I'm having a well. Anyway, so look at OAM fighting Bruno Miranda. Bruno is a a, a brawling style guy, a guy that you know you looked at and you said, well, wrestling wise, OAM is going to have the uh, advantage on the feet. Maybe you know Bruno can create that mm-hmm. brawl where he's putting shots on OAM. Like like we said, the difference between you know, Mercier now and when he was in the UFC is he relied on his wrestling. You mm-hmm. know, for he had to have wrestling opportunities to survive in the fight and get a win. He does not need his wrestling as far as to survive. He uses it when he needs to to put a person in a bad position. But for the most part, he's landing clean shots. He's setting up beautiful counters. His stand-up is clean mm-hmm. now. and And he basically was the better technician on the feet people can say whatever they want but at tristar zahabi has done a fantastic job with oam and getting him to be a guy who's comfortable in the stand-up understands counters understands his footwork understands distance control and now he's a much more difficult person to beat and it's not going to be an easy thing for collard uh to get that win. When you can
1: take when a coach can get their hands on someone who is really good at one thing and yep. all I have to do is shape the other thing, I don't have to make you a world champion in the other thing. I just got to make you adequate in respectable. that. Yeah, respectable yeah. and adequate in that in those things, which is stand up for for OAM. Yep. His wrestling is good. His power oh, on yeah. the feet is good. His explosiveness is good. He's got these kind of rangy with his arms and his legs. He's got good push kicks. He knows how to keep the distance. And when he goes, he goes, he throws big power with his, his, his South So he throws a straight left. He's got good power. And so, um, and if he, if he gets in trouble, he gets rocked. That's the benefit of being a good wrestler. You get in trouble, you get rocked. Um, you're able to shoot on takedowns, kind of stall the fight out. Unless your name is fucking Michael Chandler with no fight IQ. Okay. You know how to utilize your wrestling when you're in trouble. Okay. Um, I think that I think Clay Collard's got his hands full, but I want to know does Clay Collard, I'm no, sorry, does OAM try to take this fight to the ground because he knows that that's the question. There's just there's no way on the ground that I think Clay beats OAM on the feet. There's a chance. There's an opportunity there. I'm not
0: saying he well, will, absolutely. but I'm saying there's a chance and opportunity there. Um, but nah, let's. Let, let, I'm gonna be. I'll say it right now. Clay Collard is the much better technician on the feet. OAM is respectable Mm -hmm. and can get it done with a lot of guys that are brawlers like Miranda. Collard's not a brawler. Collard's a technician. He is very slick in the way he throws his shots, how he ducks under. And he ducks under in a way that a lot of boxers kind of do, but he doesn't get hit hit with knees and, and kicks and stuff, so... He's doing it at a different time. He's he is very technically good and he throws with a volume a la the Diaz brothers. He continues to just throw shot after shot after shot. And it just makes you start to hesitate on throwing yours because you're waiting for that perfect moment to counter. Mm. And it's never there.
1: Well, here's the other thing is that look, if Clay Collar is going to go to the body on OAM, that puts him within wrestling range. If I can touch you with my hands, if I reach out and touch you with my hands, I could take you down. And so OAM is going to be thinking of that. Look, you try going to my body. Every time you go to my body, I'm snatching the single or I'm hitting the double or I'm trying to
0: push that and body can shot by t- and get to the He body can line. definitely take color. He down.
1: definitely can. Can he hold him down? Which I think he can. He can at least hold him down for, for three of the five rounds. I yeah. think he'll be able to get it done. I think he'll get some work in there. But I think Clay's going to remember the fight starts always on the feet for every round. And Clay's got an opportunity to uh, get the knockout. He's got power. He, he mixes up his combinations. OAM is very still. He's very stiff on the feet still. Even though it's coming out a little bit more fluid, it's still not able to comprehend. He's still not able to comprehend body shots, head, head, body shots, case, circle, step, duck underneath, all those things. All the things that Clay Collar does really well could give OAM some fits if OAM decides to keep it on the feet or he's not able to get the takedown. So those are yep. things to look at when you're talking about this main
0: event. Yeah. Next fight so sadabu c against carlos miranda it was actually a good fight you know it was uh miranda had a lot of problems with the the size and length of sadabu c and it he got to the point where he was able to get the fight to the ground but it was just sadabu c being able to just outpoint him throughout yeah. the fight is really what happened it was a split decision i th- I thought sadabu won but it was uh one of those fights, you wanted more because the one thing that, Miranda, you know, Carlos Leal Miranda has, he's got power. He can pop. And he was always looking to land that big shot. And a lot of times he was, you know, stepping into shots to try to land that shot. And it ended up working against
1: yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to look at this fight and go, look, if you are someone that missed weight, you shouldn't be allowed to go to the finals. That's the problem. Yeah, I agree. I think, I agree. I, I think they need to have an alternate for these for these fights. And yeah. it, that sucks because you got to pay the alternates to show up and make weight majority of the time. Yeah. So that sucks. But when you're doing these tournaments, you want to make sure that there's a backup person there. Because by missing weight, I think you missed it by three pounds. That's a lot because you're given the pound allowance also. Yep. So that, that's four pounds. That means that I almost feel like you didn't even try. I'm just being honest, John. If I'm, if, I'm not going yeah. so fr- to argue with it. So that's frustrating. That's a frustrating moment, I think, if you're someone. It is. You know, and Sadabusi being the champion last time, you know, of last year's uh, tournament champion, it's frustrating because you know that this guy's standing between me and getting my goals again, and now I have to fight him. If What happens if Sadabusi said, no, I'm not fighting him. He missed weight. What do you do? I advance. I made the weight, right? I mean, how do you do that? I made the weight. I don't Homeboy either. didn't make the yeah. weight. You would think, right? I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Like, if I'm there, if I'm him, I'm going like, you can't take me out of the final. I automatically get a bid to the finals. This homeboy didn't make weight. They've got to have strict rules on these type of things because what stops those people from doing what Miranda did and then winning and then oh. getting to the finals? And then what happens in the finals if the guy doesn't make weight?
0: <laughs> well. It's like anything, you can't win the championship if you don't make weight. But he got to the he got to the finals though by not making weight.
1: That's the problem. I'm not saying anything I'm about that. I know that. you're not arguing with me, but I'm pointing this out so everyone at home can, can be
0: like, yeah, wait, wait. Josh Josh's making yeah. a
1: good point. What the fuck's going on? You are
0: you are making a good point, but it's obviously they have something set up yeah. because you know you would think that they would have alternates. Mm. Yeah. This is one of those ones. What, I, other, I don't have the answer for it. The other it. question I have is it's where that happened thing.
1: whatever happened to fucking Ray to Cooper? I haven't seen him it's in the a, last two two uh yeah. two tournaments. He's taking uh taking time off. Good for him. I mean, he's yeah. probably enjoying that million dollars he won from
0: beating knocking out yeah. Magomed Karamov All, All right. right, who speaking of this is up. our next fight? <laughs> Magamed Karamov against Solomon Renfro. Like Solomon Renfro put on a good performance. It just wasn't enough overall. <laughs> He couldn't stop the takedowns when uh they came just overall magam is just a a uh more experienced fighter he got the win but it does make it to where a guy in magomed Karamov, who has been a tournament winner and the champion of the pfl takes on the last tournament winner and a champion in sadabusi so that's really going to be uh, a fight that should be an exciting fun fight to watch
1: look this was a fight where I thought I was expecting to be completely one-sided, John. It wasn't. No, no. Renfro fought a great fight. Uh, the other thing as well uh, is that Renfro at the end had the better cardio strong. and got the takedown at the very end. This is this let me know. Like I saw some flaws and a lot of holes in Magomed, Magomed Karamov's game. Okay, let fight. me ask. You,
0: but let me ask you this: Did he not look like he didn't train for that fight?
1: I'm not going to say that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that I'm gonna give all the credit to Renfro. He fought okay. he fought a good fight. He put the pressure, he had big shots, he did stuff some takedowns, made it hard for him to get the takedowns. But he did when he did get him, he was
0: able to hold him down a little bit. But I thought Renfro did a good job. Of, My man Josh Thompson is always saying, Oh, that dude looks soft. That dude looks soft. You're not gonna say that but John, Karamoff didn't look soft. He always looks soft. <laughs> I, now he doesn't always you take a look at his fights against so, Cooper. Yeah. He was in some shape. Some of
1: these Dagestani guys, some of these guys from from Chechnya and some of these like they, I don't know what it is, man. Like be, underneath the hairy <laughs> chest and the hairy bellies, like they, they, they're a little, they look a little soft, but man, they got cardio for days. He looked tired at okay. midway through the second round. He looked tired. He looked gassed and he looked like, okay, look, just get whatever I got to do to get through this fight. Now maybe he'll pick it up for the because he's going to need to wrestle a lot more against C. Oh
0: yeah, no, he's not going to win the stand up against C.
1: Yeah, he needs. He's going to need to wrestle. So, yep. um, but I thought I'm not going to take anything away from Renfro. Renfro fought a great fight. Um, just to, he ran out. I look at it. He didn't lose the fight. He just ran out of time. That's the way I look yeah. at that fight for him. So That's good, a good for him. Good
0: way to look at it. All right. Uh, any of the other fights on here you want to talk about? Ah, uh, you had the the amateur contest between Ali Walsh against Ed Davis, uh Biagio. Ali Walsh again, the grandson of Muhammad Ali. He looked good, you know. I it was an early stoppage to a point, kinda, mm-hmm. but um, you know, it, it's an amateur fight. That's what you get. It's part of you know, amateurs is you know you don't let them go as far. But it was an early stoppage. and I'll give it to up uh, for you know Biagio. He said, he goes, yeah, it was an early stoppage. <laughs> so it was an early stoppage though, John, but
1: Ed Davis took some hor- horrific shots, yeah, man. They were clean. He shots. had three. He took three big shots. Boom, boom, boom. And then went down.
0: I mean, yep. he was hurt. He was hurt really bad. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you got to give it up for, I th- I like Alexi Progrande. Uh, he's a good young fighter. He's fun to watch. I'll give it up to uh, Stefanelli. He fought tough, but you know, Pragande. The only thing Pregande like, once you've tried for a submission and then you tried for it again and it didn't work out, don't go for that thing, yeah. you know, the next time, the next time, the next time, which you did, unless it's just given to you there, then take it. Yeah. But you know, he kept on going for the arm triangle and it just wasn't working against, uh, Stefanelli and stuff, but the kid's young. He's got a lot of talent. I think he's fighting out of uh, Kill Cliff, uh, and they're doing a good job with him. He's fun to watch. All right. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our PFL talk, and hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Now, Dave's going to
1: give us some news. We're going to we're gonna have some fun with this news today. Yeah. <laughs> are, we, are we? Yes, we are. All right. Okay. I'm just go trying ahead. Trying to
2: Dave. figure out what team we're at right now. We're about an hour, hour 22. So. Trying to take timestamps. I'm taking manual timestamps here. So we got MVP it's tough to do from the couch. Yep, you know, <laughs> you know, sitting over here, we got Josh with his Irish glasses on. I'm not sure what relevance it has to uh, it an American guy and none. a Russian guy, it but um, it has none. But but uh, MVP says he wants a top ten in UF if he t- if he goes to the UFC. Uh, Rachmanov says, how about number six? Mm. So be careful what We're you wish almost for. Almost right in the middle. Yeah. Gotta you... like
1: it. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think, I had to be honest, like everyone talks about Colby Covington, Kamara Usman, and those guys against MVP. I think personally, this is a harder fight for him for MVP than those two guys. I mean I look well, at first off go
0: ahead has got better stand up yep. than Colby yeah. Colby Covington. Yeah. So
1: he's also a lot more reckless with his stand-up. He's also can mix in his stand up with his wrestling. Colby Covington and Kamar Usman are very traditional style stand up guys. Colby is just sloppy stand up, but it leads into his segues to his wrestling. Kamar Usman has become a really good stand-up fighter. But he's he is—he's also good, slowing down with his age. Plus, a lot of the and injuries. He's got he's good had. power. He's got good power. He's got a great jab. All of those things. Yep. The speed of MVP is going to give him some problems, and the ability to wrestle. Now, I've heard through the grapevine that Kamaru Wilson has problems with his knees. He's having a hard time getting a lot of the wrestling, staying up with the wrestling because of his knees. <clears throat> um, that's why he's focused a lot more on his his stand up these days. I think the speed of MVP would be a problem for him. Now he may be able to take MVP down. He may be able, but I don't spe- know if he'll be able to hold him down. The speed of
0: MVP yes. is going to give everyone It's going to give everyone problems. You, you don't realize it until all of a sudden you're in there, how how fast yeah. he is and how much distance he can cover. Yeah, I think
1: the the fight is probably the toughest fight for him. It, I think that's a tough fight. Yeah, yeah if, if I, I like that one, I think the Colby sure is tough. I think, but Colby is very hittable, and Colby <clears throat> can wrestle for five rounds. But we've also seen that MVP can continuously try to get up for five rounds. What well, you have to understand with MVP is, and I'm not, what you have to understand with him is he's tall, he's long, he's lanky, he's fast. He, His whole career has been about guys trying to take him down. Yeah. Only the best of the best have been able to hold him down. Now, look, I look at Logan Storley. Logan Storley is a better wrestler than Colby Covington. Logan Story is a better wrestler than Kamaru Usman. He's maybe not like I think he is right up there with them in terms of MMA, but he still has a lot of growth to happen, though, in the MMA world. OK, like he yeah. still needs to work more on his stand up. He still needs to work more on his fight IQ and developing more of his stamp. But but Logan's story is younger than them. I don't know about how much, but he is younger than them. Logan he's, is thirty. He's,
0: 30 years of it. But
1: he's young in the sport. He hasn't even hit his prime yet. I know that he's, what, 29, 30 yeah. years old, 31 years old. But he's still, these guys with Kobe and with Camaro, they're for four years, three or four years older than him. That's three or four years of being in the sport, fighting the top level of guys. That, that's knowledge earned over time. <laughs> I think that with MVP, I think that the the Rachmanov fight is a tough fight for him. I look at the Steven Thompson fight being a great fight for the fans. Now, in terms of where it gets him, I mean, it gets him ranked number five if he wins that fight. fight. That's the fight to make. That's the fight that should take place. I'm not sure if they're going to do that. I look at the other guys. Can you pull up the welterweight division, please,
0: in the UFC? Now everyone's going okay, but how about then? How about? How about? All right, you don't. If if they sign MVP, there's this guy that's right out of the top ten, Ian Machado Gary, who's got this. Great stand-up game. How about him against MVP? I would love that personally for me. I would love to see that fight. But that being said,
1: if I'm MVP coming in there, like I'm 35 years old. I'm like, nah, 36 years old. I'm not taking that fight. Why? I know I'm i coming in for top 10, and he's. I'm going to be honest. He's signing for top 10 money. If yeah. he's leaving Bellator, because Bellator has the, the right to match, and he's going to go to the UFC, he's signing for top 10 money. He's not signing for he's probably signing for top five money like Michael Chandler did. I'm gonna be fighting the best guys, I'm gonna fight the top five, top six. I'll take these, and that's it. I don't even know why they still have hot comms in there. You know, um <laughs> Dude, it's the the guy the guys the guys that I think are gonna give I believe I think Bilal gives him a hard time. Bal's Bilal wrestling, his physical, his cardio, his ability to his physical strength in the clinch, all of those things will give uh, MVP some problems. <clears throat> uh, Gilbert Burns would be a good matchup. I mean, it'd be a good fight back and forth depending on who can in- implement their game plan. MVP's not bad on the ground. He's not bad. No. He he understands the submission, but he's nowhere well, near Gilbert Burns' level on the ground. No, nowhere no, near. not
0: that, but what he is good with, first off, he's got very big hands. Yeah. Okay, He's good at grasping the wrist. And controlling people on the ground with the, that those wrists and everything. And it's just a matter of mm-hmm. he does what he does. He's not trying to be. And he has submissions. And, you know, The very first time I, I refed him, he pulled off a damn toehold. I'm like, what the hell was that? You're mm-hmm. supposed to knock people out, man. Then he went and did that in serious fashions in other fights I did. But, look, he's good. And he, he can fight with any of those guys. But I do think that Shavkat Rachmanov is as tough a fight for him as they can give him. Mm-hmm. Out of that top 10. Yeah. I would rather see the Thompson fight just for my sheer enjoyment in seeing those two guys. But I think that, you know, honestly, Rachmaninoff is a tougher fight for MVP than Covington. I think he's a tougher fight for MVP than just about anybody up there. Well, just so you guys are at home. Look, wherever,
1: whoever he fights... Let's say he ends up let's say he comes in and fights right away, he fights Kamaru Usman. That's gonna let you know how much money they paid him. Oh yeah. If he ends up coming in, he fights someone in the top
0: If he fights a Camaro, he's not gonna fight a Colby since Colby's already kind of with yeah. him. If he fights a Bilal mm-hmm. or he fights a Burns.
1: Yep. If he fights one of those three guys, they're gonna that means that they're paying him a lot of money. That means that he's he asked for championship money and we're gonna pay him the championship money. And we're going to see how it goes, you know, and uh, we'll restructure your contract if you lose. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Uh, but if that, that should let you know on who he gets when he comes in. If he gets down there in the Jeff Neal and the uh, other fighters that were down there, because Dave took it off the screen, so I can't see. Thanks, Dave. But if he gets <laughs> into the Sean Brady, the Jeff Neal, even the Steven Thompson means that they gave him good money, but it's still like, okay, look, I'll give you one fight at this purse. And then when you get to the top five, I'll give you the other fights at this purse. It's probably what they're do- what I would imagine. That's normally how managers will negotiate it. Say, hey, I want somebody in the top 15, okay, and I'll take it for this much money. Uh, if I do win that fight, then you put me into the top five guy, whoever it is, okay, and then I will take it. Then my contract goes up from then on up. And then they've already negotiated their championship money. Like if I fight for the yeah. title, if I end up being the main event, all these other things on how many uh, pay-per-view dollars they don't get any pay-per-view dollars um but right
0: now we don't even know he's going there i think he is john come on you don't know he's going there but we do oh i just based upon them showing him in the yeah ufc from london i I say that but i would think
1: the reason why i say that the reason why why do we say that john go ahead tell everyone why
0: we say those type of things well, first off, if you're the UFC, you're not going to sit there and put somebody from a different promotion on the screen. There's no reason to. It doesn't do anything for you. But if you're in talks with them and you believe that they're going to be part of your roster, yeah, you want to start to introduce that person to the yeah. fan base, let them know, and then your you're broadcaster you know, commentators are going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, that's so-and-so. but And it's just starting to get that name out there. Yeah. And so they can start talking about it. That's what you do.
1: Well, what I what I take it from, though, is history has shown certain guys that have left other promotions. I'll give you an example. Jake Shields, there, buddy, buddy with Dana, sitting cage side with Dana, <laughs> yeah. then behind Dana, then with Dana. Like, you know what I mean? Like history has shown when some, when a fighter is leaving another organization. The Dana's kind of already got almost a full guarantee that they're coming. He'll put them down with him. He'll put them down yep. cage side. He'll put them, you know, in this area there. So uh, that's when you'll see those fighters there. Uh, you know, and so I I believe I believe he's gonna end up there in uh at the UFC. Good for him, man. Good for him. It's yeah, coming towards absolutely. the end of the career and he wants to he wants to take a, a step and say, like, hey, I've been with Bellator my whole career. Let me see what happens over here while I still have some speed left in me. There you go. <laughs> All right, next stuff. He's still talented.
2: All right, I want to highlight a couple of um uh tragic instances from this past week. Uh we had WWE's former champion bray wyatt mm-hmm. uh, uh windham rotunda he passed away at 36 really young uh there's not been much in the on the situation that happened with him but we also lost hall of famer legendary terry funk mm-hmm. as well the who i know big john knew and then <laughs> Jerry, uh terry funk out, is a classic yeah. man outside of um outside of the sports entertainment world we had bob barker pass as well yeah. or what a, what crazy week i mean inside of the inside of the wrestling world alone to lose terry funk you know absolutely just classic legend just absolutely gangster in the in the sports entertainment space and then bray wyatt who's just one of a kind uh you know second to none just at 36 years old same age as me mm-hmm. had the whole freaking had a, at least in our 10 years of work mm-hmm. ahead of him and uh, potential ahead of him just tragic Uh I want to get your thoughts just you know any, any anything you want to share on on these three
1: well john i, I haven't seen too much of bray Wyatt because i don't i don't watch a lot of the current wrestling and john's kind of the same way but terry funk i mean i pretty much grew up watching terry funk and yep. then um you know and then <clears throat> first thing that went through my mind was roadhouse you know watching him on there <laughs> and just the patrick swayze the roadhouse and yeah yeah you know what if someone calls my mother a whore and then patrick says well is she he just looks at him like what (laughs) so just it's just one of those you know anyways uh it's sad it's sad when when you know that people you've you grew up watching are gone but father time's undefeated we say that about sports but we also say that about life and uh, we were talking about it earlier Is that you Just you don't know when your time comes It doesn't matter, it, it could be tomorrow It could be in an hour, it could be Another 50 years, you never know So, um, uh, sad But it's, you know, it comes in Shit, fucking Bob Barker was 99, John 90,
0: dude, he, Winner Winner, winner Come on, man, you went to 99 wow. Bob Barker, you're the, you're a winner, dude I just look at Terry, there's certain guys in pro wrestling That stand out you know through the years as far as guys that were great for that genre that the entertainment the yeah. athleticism and you know rick flair is one of those guys and terry funk was probably you know he was right next to rick flair if not you know one step yep. you know even above him because terry funk was the real deal He was a tough dude and he was uh he was a professional wrestler to the to the core but he, he was not someone that would take shit from anybody. Yeah. And if you if you wanted to think that professional wrestling was fake, he was gonna prove to you you were wrong. <laughs> don't let him grab you. It's mm-hmm. the same thing I used to tell people about Gene LaBelle. Don't let him grab you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you right now, don't do not let him demonstrate on you because he will crank the shit out of you. Jeez. That was Terry Fung. He's a good man. Sad day
1: in sports history and sad day in yep. uh, game show history. So uh, rest easy to uh, to these legends, man.
2: Yep. What else you got yep. for us, Dave? All right, well, um, wrap up on this one. John wanted to look at Usyk <laughs> and compare him to John. Why didn't oh, you put this man. one way? Why didn't you intro this? Come on, twice? you gotta look. We had
0: we did have Alexander Usyk take on Daniel Dubois. Usyk won in the ninth round with a the knockout. There was a question thing, but take a look at Usyk. He's doing his work. That's Zumba, Josh. He's yeah. doing the Zumba. Look at him go! Man, he's... Look at look at Alexander Usyk. He's just having fun, man, and I love that about him. But we used to talk about, you know, the classic was the Techno Viking, <laughs> Keith Jardine, the Techno Viking of all. Man, look at him going. Him and Usyk are the same. John,
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, it's it's it was pretty pretty nice to see, pretty refreshing, I should say, to see a heavyweight move like that. Now, Hell yes. the techno Viking. Now, sure, it's cool because, you know, it's the middle of the day and they're using techno music and they're probably all hopped up on drugs right now in the middle of the day doing oh, the yeah. dance down the street. <laughs> I can't tell you how much probably cocaine or ecstasy he's on right now, just doing his. <laughs> I shit. don't know. But, but. But once he starts. Oh, yeah. Once he, he gets going. He starts jamming,
0: baby. Oh, yeah.
1: This, Stand I, back. I want to know what this guy Look looks like
0: now. Puts the hand He looks just like Keith Jardine still. Yeah
1: look he's just pointing him. at people telling him you better mind yes. your space and you, your business you better sit and right there stuff.
0: yeah you sitting right
1: there don't you move my question <laughs> is can this guy fight or does he just look the part
0: yeah who says he can fight
1: yeah, no man? i'm just saying like the way he's trying to boss people around i wonder if he can fight this was one of, i believe this was like one of the first videos ever on youtube
0: oh yeah this was a big one this is this is one that really took off in, uh at the time, it was a big thing. Dave, can you wow. can
1: you look this up to I don't, see I,
0: how many viewers, how many
1: views this thing has? How many? Oh, that's it
2: has be. it has 27. This video specifically of the Viking yeah, has 27, 27 million, million views. views. But it's only 12 years old, which puts it at 2011. So definitely is not one of the first. Because even I've got a 2006 video. Look, at, I'm yeah. gonna
0: I'm gonna go out on a limb here. Both guys are moving well. Usyk's moving well. The Techno Vikings moving well. But in a fight, I'm going with Usyk. Yeah, you think? Just going wow. out on a limb. There. Just on a limb, huh? Speaking of <laughs> speaking limb.
1: of fights, yeah. man, did you watch uh, his fight with Daniel I did watch with
0: Triple D with Dan- Daniel Dubois? Yeah, I did. I did watch the fight. And you know, and I, I know, I know Dubois is upset with you know saying that he felt it was a clean shot that he hit uh, somewhere in the fifth round. I want to mm-hmm. say it was, and uh, it was called a low blow. <sighs> Look, it was below the the, the belt line. Mm-hmm. It's down, so I don't know how he can sit there and complain about it. And Usyk hit him with clean shots that put him down. I want to say the seventh, he went down, and the ninth, he went down. And uh, look at Usyk is a, the he's a clean, well-heeled uh, heavyweight fighter who technically moves himself very well in the cage. Gives, I mean, in the ring, gives guys problems with where he's at. They think they can touch him. All of a sudden, he's stepping back. Throws beautiful counters. His left hand is just absolute money down the middle. Yeah. He's the real deal. There's a reason why he's got those belts.
1: Yeah. Um, when I was watching the fight, I missed the first two rounds. Uh, but when I was watching the fight, this fight was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I, I thought Usyk was going to run away with it. Now, I, gave, I believe I gave Dubois like fifth and
0: sixth round. I know I gave Usyk the seventh. I gave Dubois definitely I gave him I want to say uh the 3rd and the 5th I want to Then say.
1: I then I I think I gave him the 3rd, 4th and 5th or the 4th and 5th I okay. believe Dubois. Um <clears throat> but I also got to be up front. I thought Yusik was gonna, I know he ended up winning by uh stoppage but yeah. I thought the fight was going to be a lot more one-sided where Dubois had some moments in the early in the early rounds the ones that I saw anyways where he hey, was, looked good at times. He looked really good. You know, yeah. and I, what I also loved was I know it seems a little like kind of God. maybe it can come across as condescending or just like this isn't the time for it. But Usyk came over to him and said, hey, man, afterwards, he was giving him some advice. Don't be frustrated with this situation. You're very tense and tight. And I could see that about you when I was fighting you. Don't be tense and tight. You're good when you relax. Your cleanest shots landed on me pretty much like when you relax. That's kind of what I got out of it from the. The. The post-fight talk and conversation between them is that you're good, you know, relax more. You're tense, and you your good shots land when you're when you're relaxed. That's just being a good sportsman, yeah. And I love that. I admire I admire that about it was sick. Uh I'd like to see him in uh, Andy Ruiz, uh, not Andy Anthony. Yeah, Andy, Andy Ruiz. Sorry, Andy Ruiz. I don't know why I keep Absolutely. thinking Anthony I don't know why. Uh, Andy, so Andy, Anthony Joshua. Yeah, Joshua. Yeah, Anthony Joshua. Okay, so Andy Ruiz. I'd like to see that fight happen, but I really believe. Like, what are we outside of the Angano fight? What are we waiting on?
0: Let's go, man. Let's go, Tyson Fury. We know what we're waiting on. Lift your skirt, grab your balls. Let's do it. Oh, no, we're waiting on the fight. The fight, Josh. You know who
1: gets lost in this whole thing though is Wilder. Oh
0: yeah, always.
1: Maybe he just doesn't want to fight right now. Who knows? I mean, but I mean, he like he he's he's just fun to watch fight. I love watching him fight. But Usyk and Wilder, I mean,
0: I believe I think Usyk and Wilder would be great. Yeah, for him.
1: but I think I think Wilder beats him. I think Wilder knocks Possibly. him out. I think Possibly. I think I think that Usyk has a better chance of beating Tyson Fury than he does Wilder. I just think the st- The styles. Tyson Fury can pop. He can hit hard. He's got good movement. He's got great cardio. All of those things. Usyk's got all of those things as well. He maybe doesn't He doesn't hit as hard as Tyson Fury. He definitely doesn't hit as hard as Wilder. But I think his yeah. movement to equal what, what Tyson Fury can do in there with his movement. I know he's a smaller fighter. I know he's a smaller heavyweight. But, but his movement, his ability to make fighters miss, I think that makes for a very fun fight. Now, I'm not saying he beats Tyson Fury. I'm saying he's got a better chance of beating Tyson Fury than he does, I think, uh, Wilder. Not saying he doesn't beat Wilder. I think Wilder has a better chance of knocking out Usak Usyk than he does Tyson Fury, which we've seen already have, you know, like fight. So I, I look at this fight. Just, this, this goes back into Styles make matchups, man. This is a great fight. Always. Styles make matchups. Usyk is a problem for all of them. Wilder's a problem with his power for anybody. Tyson Fury is just a pow- he's just a problem for anybody because of his size, his speed, his athleticism, his movement. I don't know. Do you even call him athletic? Because he doesn't look athletic at all. He's athletic. He he's doesn't got look the body it, of a fucking goddess. That guy, I swear, I love it. <laughs> I love watching him dance around, fucking touch people up, and then just and and I love, but he's got a slick tongue too. He's quick on the draw oh, yeah. with the tongue. He just oh, yeah. fucking just pop 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 pop. Man, he's, he's amazing. You, you know, you know where he got that
0: from? His daddy. Yep, Gypsy. Did you did you see did you see his dad at the uh, press conference with uh? ksi and tommy fury no. logan paul no. dylan dennis Mm-mm. it was dude it was freaking john fury took over man he was kicking tables he's the one that started uh, the whole course. thing man
1: That's I love do, you, do you think do you think ksi beats fury no i don't think so either Ooh. i don't think so either i think fury fucking i think tommy, I think tommy lights him up yep i think so too I think so, too. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up our show. But before we wrap this up, go to WayneAndMerch.com. Pick up some of our apparel there. Got the new logo. Got the old logo. We've Got some new designs that are up. We want to thank you guys so much for supporting us. And uh, pick up your shirts there at WayneAndMerch.com. And, John,
0: take us away. Boom. Everyone out there, we hope you enjoyed the show. And we will see you.